<clears throat> All right. Hello and welcome back to Waste My Time. This is episode eight. I can't believe that we're already eight episodes in. Um, and with me, I have uh, my best friend, Marie. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm um, excited to be on Waste yes. My Time. Yes. So the theme is moving for this episode. And this episode is going to be a story about one person. Part of it, this is, this story spans a long time, as you know. <laughs> quite, it's uh, quite a saga. And I would just like to state for the record, I did give this person, oh, I never think of names before we come on. What should we call him? Hmm. He can just be Bob. <laughs> is there already a Bob? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I gave Bob the opportunity to come on this podcast to talk about the things that happened because we are still friends. And I would say to this day, we're still friends. We yeah, don't talk as much. You're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you should totally come on and we can talk about what happened. And he was like, I don't want to just get roasted publicly. And I was like, I mean, that's valid, I guess. But also, so I kinda... he does have self-awareness. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I met Bob on Tinder, naturally, when I was serving with AmeriCorps. Um, and I met him pretty early in my service, and I had a, let's just say an uncomfortable living situation, because I don't know how much I'm allowed to say legally, (laughs) Um, but I had an uncomfortable living situation, and so I was pretty much using Tinder to, like, find a safe place to sleep at night. So the first time we went out, we spent, like, two consecutive days together, and then he was like, we should date. And I was like, "Mm, we don't know each other. Like maybe let's wait a week and, you know, just get to know each other a little bit better and then like go from there. And he was like, okay, that's fine. So then the week went by. And then at the end of that week, he was like, I feel like we should see each other for like two months. And then if at the end of two months, neither he verbatim, if neither of us has found anybody else, then we can date. I know. I know, and my trauma brain, because, you know, I had a lot going on. No, it wasn't, it wasn't fair to put that much on yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, big decision. I know. So I was like, sure, this makes sense. (laughs) Um, so I was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. So we, I was seeing him like probably four nights a week. I was sleeping at his place. Uh, he had a puppy, like a puppy puppy onyx who is super cute but of course like i was the one taking onyx out to pee in the middle of the night cleaning up after him i was cooking i was doing the dishes and also i was serving with americorps right so i was making 800 dollars a month 600 of that was going to my rent he's in the military he was in the air force i didn't know how much he made but he was always complaining about not having any money so i was paying for everything which is insane because after all of this happened, I saw another guy who was in the Air Force for like a brief bit of time and was talking to him about it. And he was like, I can show you how much he made. And so we looked at the schedule and he was making, he was making an, oh, he was making a livable wage. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did say before, you were like, he kind of goes through money like water. He does, yeah. So during the time that I was seeing him um, back then, he, because he was running out of money, he got a second job mm. at his place called Buckle. That's like a clothing store. And it's not cheap clothing. Um, but he would always, he, every shift he would come home with new clothes. Like, he was spending his entire paycheck. And I was like, you have to, like, you can't work at a place. If you can't control yourself to not spend that money, you should not be working at a place where you're going to spend all your money. And it got yeah. to the point where, like, I bought food for Onyx because he couldn't afford to buy food for his dog, you know? Yeah, I remember. Um, And yeah. it's amazing how your basic needs were not being yet, being met, yet you were, like, doing as much as you could to fulfill, like, more than his basic needs. True, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I think at that point, I just, like, needed to feel needed, you know? Mm-hmm. So it worked out well for him and poorly for my bank account <laughs> and my self-esteem. <laughs> um, but at one point, we had a conversation that was, like, um, about the, like, are you looking for other people? This is, like, maybe a month into our little two-month thing. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, I'm not seeing other people. Like, are you seeing other people? And he was like, well, not yet. So I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I got back on Tinder. I found somebody else. Um, We'll call him Carl. And I was seeing, like, I went on a few dates with Carl. I think it lasted, like, two weeks. That was the full thing. We went on a few dates He's a different story. His apartment was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. There were... Oh, my God. Marie. (laughs) (laughs) There were... I went to the bathroom in this guy Carl's apartment, and there were dying, not dead, dying bugs surrounding his toilet. Like, on their backs, legs up in the air, legs moving. Around the toilet, and the toilet was so, it looked like something had exploded in there. So I, like, went to the bathroom with my feet, like, just my toes touching the ground. Oh, my God, it was horrible. Anyway, this guy Carl asked me to be exclusive, right? It's been two weeks. I still want to be with Bob. I'm, like, all about Bob. So I go back to Bob, and I'm like, hey, this guy, like, asked me to be exclusive. And he was like, well, do you want to be with him? And I was like, I want to be with you. And he, Bob was like, well, I think you should give it a go with this other guy. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, and I didn't, I did not do that to Carl. Um, although I, when I went to end things with him, he did cry on the floor. (laughs) So that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, Yeah, I also remember at one point Bob's roommate, who I loved, what a great guy, um, he told me to stop doing the dishes for Bob, and I was like, why? And he was like, because when you leave him, he will not be doing this stuff anymore. And I was like, what? Like, why are you just assuming that he's, that I'm going to leave him? And he was like, you're too good for him to ever leave. And I was like, what a cutie. But he was wrong. (laughs) Um... 
because at the end of that two months, it was almost to the day at the end of that two months, I was cleaning all of, I had to clean all of my stuff out of the place that I was living and Bob was supposed to come help me and he texted me at 7 a.m. He said, hey, just wanted to let you know I met this other girl last night and we really hit it off. And I was like, okay, I'll come get my stuff from your place then. And he was like, well, we can still be friends. And I was like, can we though? Um, <laughs> this was not a friendship. Um, that's not how things started. Right. And so I found out that this girl that he had gone out with, they didn't just randomly meet that night before. She was the one who gave him that puppy. So they had been in contact like the whole time. Um, and so they ended up dating. They started dating like, I don't know, maybe a week after that. And then I didn't see him for a while. Um, and I don't want to talk about his trauma, but that was not a good relationship. And when he got out of it, it was like right before I left was done with my AmeriCorps year. And so we stayed in touch. Um, you know, we tried to do, I tried to do long distance, right? He just kept being like, yeah, maybe. And then just not doing anything. Um, and then I had told him that when he was ready to move across the country, um, I would fly out and drive back with him because I was living near where his family lived. And so August, so a few months ago, he texted me and he was like, are you still willing to fly out and drive back with me? And I was like, sure, I'll help you move out. And this is where the moving story begins. (laughs) So, um, okay, so I arrive on Monday and this is his last day of work. So he had known that I was coming on Monday and the plan was to leave Thursday morning and we were going to be driving from Rapid City, South Dakota to Lafayette, Indiana. That is 14 hours, but I also wasn't thinking about the speed limit. It's 14 hours and the speed limit is 70 miles an hour, Mm. but you can't go 70 miles an hour with a U-Haul. So... It took us a lot longer than that. Anyway, he knew that we had to be up and at it on Thursday morning. Like, we were going to leave at, like, 4 a.m. You know, we're we're trying to get there. So, I show up on Monday. Monday morning, he was supposed to pick me up from the airport. He had all my flight info. I land. I step outside. He says, text me when you're outside. I was like, I'm outside. Then he leaves his apartment. Okay. Sorry. Then he says, okay, I'm on my way to get you. So I'm thinking he's leaving from work, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe he, you know, if my flight got delayed or whatever, he didn't want to take too much time away from work. Takes him 30 minutes to get to the airport to get me. And then I'm like, how's work been today? And he's like, oh, I haven't gone in yet. And I was like, okay, this is how we're starting. Yeah. We get back. flags already. already. Blazing red. Um, So we get back to his apartment. When I tell you nothing is packed... Not a singular thing is packed. I was mad tired. Oh, I had just driven back. I had just driven like three hours. I had done a lot of traveling before this. So I went to bed while he went to work. Um, And then I woke up and I went to do some laundry. And in his dryer 
were a bunch of his ex's clothes. And I was like, so not only did he not pack anything, but he hasn't even gone through anything. Like, his ex's stuff, and they broke up, I don't know, maybe, like, a month or so before that. Mm -hmm. All of his ex's stuff was still, I mean, in the dryer? So, like, where else is that shit? It's everywhere in the apartment. So, I collected a bunch of her stuff together. I had met her before, um, and I was like, hey, this is her things. Like, you should let her know so we can get them back to her. And then, um... And then he comes back. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, so he's been in the military, right? And so he's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to light up tonight. It's been years. I'm trying to get faded. And I was like, (laughs) okay, that's fine. I also had, you know, said that I would take him out for a nice dinner to celebrate him being done. Right. Um, And so I get dressed up nice and we go to his friend's house. And I never met this friend before. We go in. This was, like, the dirtiest house I've ever seen in my life. There were three dogs, two babies. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. This one was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dog, like, massive clumps of dog fur everywhere. Um, And obviously, there's two children, like a two-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, right? And the first thing his friend does is hands him a dab pen. Which, having not smoked in two years, that's insane. (laughs) So he hits that like it's nothing. Okay. And I was like, hmm, all right. And then... And this is before your dinner. This this is before dinner. Dinner hasn't happened yet. Correct. He's like, let's make a stop. Right. Yeah. It's like, it was supposed to be like a couple hours and then we'll head to dinner. Okay. Right. So... Did you have a reservation at all? No, we did not. Yeah. No reservations. Um, hits the dab pen. I'm like, hmm, interesting. And then his friend, like, packs a party bowl, basically, in this bong. And he hit, like, rips this massive bong. I watched him take that hit. I said out loud. I was like, that hit would have killed me. <laughs> and then I was like, we're not going anywhere. And then he hits it again. <laughs> and I was like, buddy. So... He comes back and sits down on the couch, and he is zonked, like, like, dead, staring into space, (laughs) can't move his body. His friend and I kept being like, oh, Bob, like, you good, man? You need anything? Every time we asked him if he was okay, he just shook his head, like, vigorously. Um, We tried to give him some water, and then I was like, oh, do you want to lay down? And so I, like you know, push his shoulders a little bit, and I pull his legs up onto me, and then he, I don't know where the agility came from, because he had no motor control for the last, like, 30 minutes. Right. He jumps up and sprints to the sink and vomits. Right. For, like, it was probably, like, two minutes of just throwing up in the sink. Yeah, he probably got, like, because sometimes I feel like when I get too high, I just get, like, it's, like, the weird spins or something. The spins, yeah. And... Staying still is good, and then as soon as you do any type of, like, laying down is somehow worse. Right, sometimes. yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it makes it, sense, since yeah. he did two massive hits. Yeah, and the dab pit, I just could not. So, yeah, so then he comes back down, he lays down again, right? He falls asleep. Then his friend also falls asleep. So now I'm sitting, dressed very nicely, now covered in dog hair, 
in a stranger's home with two toddlers who I don't know, just hanging out. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, and then his friend wakes up and he said, you know, my wife's going to be home pretty soon. But she said, it's fine if you guys are here. And I was like, I would like to not be here anymore. Um, So I managed to get Bob up, take him home. I asked him, I was like, do you want Taco Bell for dinner? And he was like, sure. So he gives me his whole Taco Bell order, which ended up being like $45, okay? I take him home. I put him in bed. I go to Taco Bell. I get all the food, come back. He never ate it because he was passed out all night. It was, like, in the fridge. Maybe he ate one thing the next day, but not everything that I bought. Mm-hmm. So that's Monday night. Reminder, we're leaving Thursday morning. <laughs> Monday night. Monday night, still nothing is packed. He slept all night. Tuesday, <clears throat> I woke up. We had plans to get the U-Haul. He's also talking about needing moving boxes, how he needs to buy boxes. Oh, right. Right. And I'm like... Thinking to myself, like, you can just go to, like, Home Depot or where, the like, dollar a dollar store, any, any place. Right. And just ask for boxes. Like, you don't need to pay for boxes. No. So I'm really confused as to what he's talking about, buying these boxes, but whatever. Um, He also has, it's not just an apartment. It's, like, a house, right? No, it's an apartment. It's a, it's a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would say it's pretty sizable, Compared to, like, you know, from, like, New York, Baltimore, like, smaller, you know, places where apartments are small. It's a good-sized apartment, but okay. it is just a one-bedroom. He also had this closet that was literally just filled with shit. Like, not even organized. Like, it was, like, a two-door closet, and he had kept one door closed and just thrown stuff behind it. So it was, like, all stacked up. Yeah. I didn't even see that closet until the end, and I was like, I'm, I want nothing to do with that. Just one good decision after the other here. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so with the military, when you're getting out, they can either pay to move, like, they can pay a moving company to come get your stuff for you, or you can do it yourself, and they will pay you by weight, like the weight of stuff that you move across the country. Right. So a lot of people, I guess, think that they can make more money if they do it themselves, so that's what he decided to do. Um, and because he was worried, so like the minimum amount that you have to have to qualify is a thousand pounds of stuff, which I mean, we just moved across the country, right? Stuff is heavy. Right. <laughs> Your stuff is heavy. I don't think that's a hard number to, to hit. Right. Especially when you think like a king size mattress, he had a nice like sleep number bed frame, stuff like that. So, but he was really worried about hitting that amount, okay? So, what he did Mm. was he purchased a grill. And not, like, a small grill or, like, a grill in a box. It was a fully assembled, large, we're thinking, like, the grill itself and then the two things on the side. Like, a grill. Grill. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So he bought this grill. The size of the U-Haul that we had was five feet by eight feet. It's like one of the smallest. It's just like the trailer that goes in the back of his car. (laughs) So we took the U-Haul to pick up this grill and we load the grill into the U-Haul and it was like a third of the space in the U-Haul. I'm sure. And I was like, 
this is not happening. <laughs> and low-key, I feel like grills nowadays don't weigh that much. It's like the propane tanks that weigh a lot. Right, exactly. Like, was yeah. it even that heavy? No, that's what I'm saying. If you wanted yeah, the to... The male brain is astonishing, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? It really is. I'm like, if you wanted to, like, scam the system and get more money, right? How about dumbbells? Or, like, some plates. some gym equipment. Right. Or, literally, bags of sand. Blocks of cement. The things <laughs> that you can buy that are both compact and heavy, the list is endless. A grill is not on there. So. Homie just needed an excuse. Honestly. Well, the thing is, like, he couldn't afford to buy anything else. So, he asked his parents if they needed a grill. They gave him the money to buy the grill. So, he could only buy things that, like, his parents wanted because they were giving him the money for it. Okay. So, okay. So, we have this grill. We have the U-Haul. It's Tuesday. Um, One thing is packed. Yes. So, yeah. So, the, so the grill is in the U-Haul. Then he's like, I, he dropped me off to see one of my friends, um, and he went to go get these boxes. And also he's talking about moving blankets, right? And mm-hmm. when we were at the U-Haul place. Those usually come with it. Yes. You usually so, don't have to buy them. Yeah. So they didn't have them, like, with the U-Haul, but at the U-Haul place they were selling them. It was, like, five or six for five dollars. So less than a dollar each, Right. But he keeps talking about getting the blanket, these moving blankets from Goodwill. And I'm like, Goodwill doesn't sell moving blankets, but maybe, I don't know, like, you know, I was like, maybe I'm just not privy to this information that Goodwill sells moving blankets. So that's fine. So just remember that, though, that they were six for five dollars at the U-Haul place. So he drops me off at my friend's place. Again, it's Tuesday evening. He goes to get the boxes and, and cleaning stuff. Um, he comes back. Like, we get, get back to the apartment. And he's like, oh, I got the boxes. And I was like, okay, great. Where are they? He's like, they're in the U-Haul. Okay, awesome. Opens the back of the U-Haul. And what he had purchased was, like, plastic rubber-made tubs. Seven plastic rubber made tubs oh <laughs> i'm just confused how he got this far in life. like right? truly genuinely i Ugh. yeah so okay so and i was like you not only now do we have to fit all your stuff in these tubs which have round corners but also we have to use all of them because like once everything is packed if there's no space to put it, we can't return it. I don't have a car. I flew out here. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. I was literally so annoyed. We get inside. I'm like, we need to start packing. He's like, it'll be fine. He's like, I don't have that much stuff. We did a lot today. We did a lot today. We picked up the U-Haul and we bought some fucking boxes. Yeah. <clears throat> He's like, it'll be fine. Whatever. Okay. So, we go to bed. The next morning, I get up at 7 a.m. Oh, also, his ex-girlfriend punched a hole in one of the hollow frame doors, okay? When she did that, she gave him the money for the security deposit. She was like, I know that you're going to, you know, you're going to lose it. I'll pay you for it. Yeah, I I liked her a lot. 
<clears throat> she gave him the money for the security deposit. But, once again, he doesn't have any money, so he's thinking, how can I get more money? I can try to get the security deposit back by fixing this door. Now, there's two ways to fix a hollow frame door. <laughs> the easy way is to, or easier way, is to put just a new piece of wood on it. Okay. The way that he decided was you can get this special foam that you fill the hole in, um, then you sand it down, then you paint it, and then you have to detail it to look like wood, right? And he thought he was going to do all of that in one day. Which was insane to me because I'm pretty sure the foam that you fill it with needs like 12 hours or something to set before you can sand it. Something. And it's not like, oh, that's the only thing I have to do today. Right. I have all day to do this one task. Yeah, maybe. But with this person's track record, that is a, that's a leap. Yeah. So. Very ambitious. I get up at 7 a.m., which, by the way, when I went to bed the night before, like, he was still playing video games. I think he was up pretty late. So I get up at 7. The first thing I pack, all of his gaming systems and his TV. I was like, you're not even going to have the opportunity to play this stuff. So I packed for, I think it was, like, 10 in the morning mm-hmm. when I he was still sleeping when I finally went in. And I was like, hey, <gasps> you should probably get up now. I had packed his whole living room. And I was like, hey, you should probably get up. And he was like, 10.45. And I was like, okay, fine. So I go back in at 10.45, and I'm like, listen, bud, if you're going to fix that hollow frame door, you need to start now. Because we need to be on the road. It's now Wednesday. I'm like, we need to be on the road at 4 in the morning, tomorrow morning. You got to get going. So he gets out of bed. Can I ask a question during, during yeah, of this? Course. Or should I save my question? No, no, for the ask end? away. Why have you stuck around like this long when you've seen the progression or lack thereof up until this point? Like what what is keeping you there to like help him? That's a really, really astute question, Marie. I don't know. I don't know. I think... I, I mean... I loved him for a long time. And I think that... I wanted to just see, like, the redeeming qualities in him. And I think I always... Like, through our entire friendship slash relationship, whatever... I always felt like him being the person that I wanted him to be was right around the corner, you know? Yeah. If I just did this one thing for him, like, he would finally treat me the way that I wanted him You're to treat me. You're finally going to show up for me. Exactly. You just need a little nudge. Right. Need a little encouragement. Which obviously never happened. And I would like to say lesson learned, but I'm sure there will be other people down the line that I do the same thing for, you know? Well... Maybe let's not speak that into existence. Yeah, true. We can say, we can, maybe, maybe better things are in the future. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful too. I'm hopeful too. At least now. If you say it enough, you'll believe it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know the warning signs a little bit better now, so hopefully I can 
you know, I mean, this was in August, but I was young then. (laughs) Yeah, I think I also was like, I wasn't thinking I can just get on a flight home. I was thinking Mm. I paid for one ticket here and he is now my ride back east. So if I don't, if we don't do this, I don't make it back in time for my job and all that other stuff. True. Um, so, yeah, so he gets up and he starts working on that door. And I'm still packing, packing his kitchen, whatever. Murray. <laughs> in his kitchen, I found food. That was so old. It no. will make your skin crawl. At one point, I pulled out a bag of beef jerky that was moldy. Astonishing. Did you know that beef jerky could get moldy? I thought it could survive the apocalypse. Me too. It is often a food that people use, yeah, to to uh, prep for the apocalypse. So that was news to me. Um, Ew. Yeah. It was pretty rough. So... And so I was packing, excuse me, I was packing the kitchen. Also, I'd just like to apologize. This episode is obviously going to go longer than 30 minutes, but we're almost there. Um, so I am packing the kitchen and he's like, don't forget, we're going out with my friends tonight. And I was like, who's doing what? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, it's like my closest friends. Um, and they want to like hang out and go out before we leave. And I was like, okay. And this is where, this is finally where I snapped. Um, because I, I guess I hadn't quite snapped yet, but I was really starting to get frustrated. And I was like, listen, Bob, I have a lot of anxiety right now. We are not even close to being done packing. We have to leave at four in the morning tomorrow. We, like, you haven't really been doing anything. I've packed your whole apartment. And I was like... I don't understand what's happening, and I can't tell. I was like, I feel like you don't even want to leave the way that you're acting right now. It makes me feel like you don't want to go. And he was like, what are you talking about? Of course I want to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, I need you to act like it because that's not what this is. Um, And he was like, oh, he just kept saying, it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It'll all work out. No apology. Never. Um, and I literally told him, I was like, you have to stop saying it'll be fine. I was like, if, if you say it to me one more time, I will go to prison for murder in this state. And I don't want to get stuck in this state. No more saying it's going to be fine. Just Um, the lack of realization of what, like the time you have given to do all of this for him. Is like just just goes right right over his head. Yeah, yeah. So I so he gets in the shower, gets ready to see his friends. I am packing his clothes now. I finish the kitchen. I'm mm-hmm. packing his clothes. He gets out. I get in the shower. I come out of the shower expecting him to be also packing his clothes, like picking up where I left off. Right? Do something. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's sitting on the floor watching YouTube videos, and that is when I snapped. <laughs> That's when I lost it, and I was like, I was like, I just don't fucking understand. I was like, I have packed your entire apartment today, and all you've done is paint a fucking door, and it looks like shit. (laughs) It's like, I literally was, oh, I feel, 
I guess I don't feel bad because, like, I needed to say those things. I was getting very frustrated. Yeah. But I got mean. <laughs> I was like... But about time. Yeah. I would have snapped way earlier. I know. It was a little been like, bit much. Bob, you got to make it make sense for me right now. <laughs> All right? Look around with your eyeballs. Like, we're not leaving tomorrow at 4 in the morning. Yeah. And we're going out tonight. Come on. Right. So we, um, yeah, so I, like, lost it, and I was like, you have no idea how many times I have wanted to tell you to just take me back to the airport. And Mm. he was like, well, why didn't you just say that? Like, I would have taken you. You don't have to stay. I know. I know. Oh, my God. And I was like, that is not the right response. That's not the right response. And how do you respond? When someone responds like that. Right. Yeah. So. Were you crying at this point? I would have been sobbing. No, I don't think I cried. You were too angry to cry. Yeah. (laughs) Usually when I get angry, I cry. But I, I, you know, looking back, I don't think I cried. I was very anxious. I was riddled with anxiety this whole time. Because I was Mm -hmm. like, we're, I I was like, at this point, I'm like, we might never leave. You know, like. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So we go with his friends. I told him, I asked him, like, how late do you think we're going to stay out, blah, blah, And I was like, listen, once it hits 10 o'clock, I'm going to take the key and I'm going to come back and keep packing. I'm not staying out past 10. So we're out with his friends and one of his friends who had seen the apartment two days ago, she's like, have you, or when, i sorry, let me back up. When we rolled up, they were like, how's packing going? And I was like, guess who's been doing most of it? And they were like, we don't even need to guess. We already know. It's been you. And I was like, you're right. Oh, my God. And his one friend who had seen it, like, two days ago, she was like, Bob, like, you didn't pack anything. Like, how far are you? And he was like, oh, we're, like, almost there. And I was like, no, we're not almost there. We're not even close. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, it's fine. Like, we're we're almost there. And I was like, we're literally not. And so that one friend was really nice. And she was like, I'll help you. Like, do you want help? And I was like, yes. He was like, I don't know if we... And I was like, yes. <laughs> we need your help. Please come help us. So she did come help. Aww. Which was very nice of her. She helped for like two hours. Aww. So she came over and now I was like all right it's time to start moving things downstairs so they she was helping him kind of pack up his apartment more and they were bringing stuff downstairs um and we were kind of struggling with the mattress at one point and so this guy was on his balcony saw struggling came down to help me out and he's standing there staring at this u-haul with me after we get the mattress in and he's like how much more stuff do you have and I was like most of it (laughs) he like thinks for a second and then he goes how much is this grill worth and i was like 450 dollars he goes oh man that's a shame like you know just from what you guys have got going on i'd say you should just ditch that thing and i was like preaching to the choir buddy (laughs) if i could have gotten rid of that shit you know i would have um so, I worked absolute magic. I think we ended up having almost 3,000 pounds worth of stuff that I fit in this U-Haul oh, and in I'm his car. Sure. Wow. Um, I still, like, I wish that I could have taken pictures of how we feel, how I, like, organize things in that U-Haul because that might be one of the proudest things I'm most proud of in my life. 
it's hard to fit everything in those things. Yeah. And specifically the right way. And- right. And because the shape of the grill, like, it was Tetris for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're back in his apartment now. We locked up the U-Haul. Um, his friend left. It's like 1130-ish. Again, I'm still shooting to leave at 4 a.m. Right. We still didn't even clean anything. Like, Ooh. all of his stuff is still dirty. So, and at this point, he's just throwing shit out. Like, I'm like, take a trash bag. If you're unsure, throw it out. We're not taking it with us. Right. And then I was like, listen, I'm still shooting to leave at 4 a.m. I'm going to go to sleep on the floor with this beanbag chair. You are not allowed to go to sleep. You're going to finish packing. You're going to finish cleaning. He was like, okay, that's fine. While I'm asleep, with the door next to me, he decides that he's going to try to sand it. Okay. (laughs) He decides, in the midst of all this packing and all these things going on, that he still wants to try to fix this door. So while I'm trying to get four hours of sleep on the ground, he is sanding a door next to me. To his credit, he tried to do it quietly, but it's sanding. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really that quiet. It's not really a quiet activity. Yeah. So he's sanding the door frame, whatever. I wake up at 4 a.m. He's like, I'm not even close to done. You might as well go back to sleep. I was like, no, I'm going to help you. We're going to get the fuck out of here. I should also mention, so his ex-girlfriend came and got the stuff that was in the dryer Over the course of that night, he had found three... She came back three more times while I was there, including twice overnight to get more of her stuff. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) So, I'm helping him finish up. We're, like, just going to throw stuff away, whatever. He decided some stuff he was just going to leave in the apartment. That's how you don't get your security deposit back. Exactly. And also, let me tell you, the door looked like trash. It looked so bad, he didn't even put it back on the hinges. He was like, I know that they're just going to put a new one in, so I'm not even going to bother. Okay? So, all that whole day, absolutely wasted. We got everything into his car, and we're, like, ready to go by probably 7, which is not bad. Nope. Right? Three hours after we wanted to leave. Here's some things that we had. Oh, Yeah. The moving blankets that he got from... He did go to Goodwill and he bought moving blankets. No. They're just regular blankets. Okay? He paid $18. How many did he get? I think four or five. And guess what? We didn't use them. Mm. Didn't use them. We returned them to the Goodwill. Didn't even take the tags off. We just brought them with a bag of his stuff and put them back in the pile with their original Goodwill tags on. So, yeah. That was really fun. Um, so we had to return that stuff to Goodwill. He didn't do anything about his internet, so we had to return the router and stuff like that and cancel his internet. Okay. Return his apartment keys. And he was like, I think the office is closed now. And I was like, well, didn't you tell them that you're leaving early in the morning and work something out? Is there a drop box? Can we leave them in the apartment? He was like, no, I didn't say anything to them. It makes me genuinely nervous that he protects our country. (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Thank God. Yeah, he's out. Thank so. God. That is scary. Yeah. And also, he found his ex-girlfriend's sleeping bag, which was massive, 
And he was like, and I was like, okay, we'll drop it off at her place. Like, we'll just leave it on the porch or something. He goes, no, I'll just probably take it back with me and then mail it to her or something. I was like, you are not, we are not driving this sleeping bag thousands of miles across the country for you to pay to ship it back. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Did you say that to him? Yes, I did. I was like, no, we're going to drop it off at her place because now we need to wait for the leasing office to open so you can return the keys anyway. So we go into all this stuff. Mm. Of course, he was awake all night, so now he's super tired. So I returned his router for him, right? And the guy's like, oh, do you know the address? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So I'm like digging through my phone to find his address, whatever. Um, And... We, I think we finally hit the road at, like, 11 in the morning. Ugh. Okay. So, After a very busy, hectic morning. Yeah. And also, I only got four-ish hours of sleep on the ground, right? So with then, the lulling sound of sanding. With, yeah, with some nice sanding to lull me to sleep. Mm. Um. So, we're like, pretty far over the time that I usually record, but I will just go a little bit into this drive and say, I drove, so I said 14 hours, right, when you can go the speed limit. We could go, the U-Haul trailers say 55, we were taking it maybe 65. Mm -hmm. 70 tops, but, like, barely hitting it. Right. It took us probably, I think it took us 20-ish hours to do that drive, and by us I mean me, because I drove the whole time. because he slept, right, because he had stayed up all night, so I was totally fine taking the first shift. Drive and drive and drive in, and you know, I can drive. Mm -hmm. I have no problem driving long distances. I had done that 14 hours by myself in a day. You know, no issues. So I was totally fine with driving until we get around Chicago, and then I needed to sleep. It had been, like, 15 hours of driving, and I was like, I'm really tired, I don't want to, I don't want to be in Chicago during rush hour traffic. It was like two in the morning at this point. So I was like, because we're losing hours as we go, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just want to get on the other side of Chicago. So I asked him, can you drive for two hours while I sleep and then I can drive the rest of the way? And he said, no, I can't. (laughs) And I was like, you what? (laughs) And he was like, I'm too tired. I'm going to fall asleep. And I was like, you've been sleeping for 15 hours. How much sleep do you need? Yeah. Um, So I was like, okay, well, these are options. Because he was like, what if we get a motel? And I was like, that's fine, but I want to get up early to get onto the other side of Chicago before they go. And he was like, well... And also, he doesn't have money, okay? I've been paying for gas up until this point because Holy he has no money. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I oh was like, God. I'm not paying for a, a hotel tonight, you know, because I don't want to stop. Like, I've been driving for forever. You should be able to drive. Um, And then he was like, well, we'll only be in there for a couple hours, right? So, like, it's not really worth it to pay that much. And I was like, okay, so these are our options. One, you drive for two hours while I nap and then I wake up and finish the rest. Two, we sleep in this parking lot for an hour, and then I wake up and finish the rest of the drive. He was like, I'm fine with sleeping here. I was like, okay. So we napped. I think I slept for 45 minutes. I, if I were in that predicament, I would have said, 
I need you to try that answer again. <laughs> I'm going to give you another try because that one wasn't the right answer. Get one more try. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so mm. I woke up after that 45 minutes, downed a Mountain Dew Energy, and then finished up. I think it took us another six hour. No, that can't be right. Maybe it took us four. Or no, no, I think it did take us another another six hours to get to our destination. Yeah. Um so yeah. And now whenever somebody mentions that they're moving and they're like <gasps> oh. doing it at the last minute, I'm literally so triggered. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just, I'm sure that I'll tell the story. Maybe I'll tell it with the other person that's coming. I don't think he's picked a pseudonym yet, but, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I'll tell that one, how I got my, how I wasted my own time while moving across the fucking country <laughs> by my poor decision making. Um, but that person also, you know, was like, I'm moving. I don't have that much stuff. That's the phrase. I don't have that much stuff. That does it for me. I feel like my body, like, gets wired. And I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. Mm -mm. Okay. Oh, shoot. We're over 45 minutes. Okay. So that is the moving story. That is Bob. Um, there was more to that story. Maybe we'll tell it in the future and how I resolved it. Um, but that's it for now. Thank you, Marie, so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Much appreciated. And uh, we hopefully will have a special Thanksgiving episode for you guys coming out to celebrate the holidays. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful morning, evening, night, day, whatever time it is for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>